morning, Keith. You need anything, say something, okay? Um, yeah. Um, I may, I was talking to Harold and may need a chair in that second hour. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, uh, a tall one? Or uh, no, I tried a tall one. It just instantly started my, my oh. hip going. So um, I think I'm going to try a chair. And if I do, y'all have a, uh, yeah, we have that podium there. Mm -hmm. So what I'll try to do is I'll try to sit up here and put that podium down on set. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see after this service. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Hate to, hate to be troublesome here this yeah, morning. No trouble at all. All right, Brother Harold, hang on just, just a second because I don't want anybody to, I don't want this recorded, what I'm about to say. Good morning. Welcome to our Sunday school time. We're glad to be here. Appreciate all those that have prayed this week. We've had a kind of a challenge of a week. And, uh, um, you know, every time there's an ache or pain in my body, I'm, I'm often reminded of how frail that we are. And it's... Uh, it's foolish for us to think we're we're something. I mean, we can do something in our own strength. You know, the older I get, the more humbling uh, life is to me. Life is a humbling experience, let me tell you. And uh, so, but I do appreciate being here this morning. Uh, I want you to uh, be in uh, prayer for your pastor now. He is undergone a very difficult time yesterday as he has given away his firstborn. So I can relate to that, and so many of you can too. Uh, I'm not sure when he's coming back, uh, probably tomorrow maybe. Um, okay, tomorrow and next day. So be in prayer for, his, for him as he travels back. And uh, if you get an opportunity and you think about uh, encouraging him uh, while he's away, uh, send him a, a text. Let him know how much you appreciate him. Uh, tell, him uh, tell him how much you miss his preaching after today. And then, uh, and uh, so anyway. All right, Brother Hare, let's go ahead and uh, turn me on here. Well, we're glad you're here. Let's... Uh, uh, Take a couple of urgent prayer requests, if there are any. Uh, any urgent requests, Brother, Brother uh, Kevin?
Okay. <clears throat> okay. So this is not a furlough. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Pray for Mike and Ruth Douglas. Uh, they are missionaries uh, to the deaf. And uh, pray for them that God will give them uh, travel mercies, allow things to, uh, um, well, allow them to be able to take care of the business that they need to take care of while they're home uh, in the States. Anybody else now real quick? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Pray for Debbie. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, yes, ma'am. Amen. All right, all right. All right, there's no, none others. We'll go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, your sweet goodness and grace and blessings and mercies to each and every one of us. Lord, you truly are a good and gracious God to us. We're thankful for your long suffering, your patience with us as we continually uh, deal with our flesh. And how so very often and, and so very frequently we fail in this area to uh, crucify our flesh. I pray that you would give us victory in our life as we continue to serve you, as we continue to uh, walk in your, uh, in your word. I ask that you'd uh, be merciful to us today as we uh, uh, assemble ourselves uh, for the preaching and teaching of your word. And Lord, as you... Uh, uh, tell us in your word uh, that we need to have ears to hear with. Lord, let our ears be open this morning uh, to the word of God. We thank, we're thankful for uh, Brother Boer and his leadership here. I pray that you would uh, just give comfort today as well as uh, encouragement as he has um, uh, experienced uh, the giving away of his daughter I pray that you would uh, just continue to guide and lead in his life. Bless him as he's there. Uh, give him a restful time. Um, Lord, a time of uh, just a, a rejuvenation, if you would, uh, spiritually as well as emotionally. Uh, pray for uh, his mom and, and their visit down there. I pray that you just work all things out there according to your will. and. Lord, that you'd bring him back home safe. I pray that you'd uh, just give him travel and mercies this uh, next couple of days when he when he's uh, on the road. And now, Lord, we uh, ask also for these that have uh, been mentioned. We pray for Debbie now, Lord. Uh, in every death, we're reminded of the consequences of sin. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that uh, this soul would understand the brevity of life and that you hold our lives in your hand, I pray that if she's not saved, that you would bring her to that place of repentance and faith, that she would not look to doctors for the answer, but look to you for for her eternal destiny. I pray that you'd save her before, before it's too late. We thank you for answered prayer and how, Lord, you are so very faithful to us. May we be found faithful at thy coming. May each and every one of us hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful 
servant. We'll praise you and thank you for all that you accomplish in this day. We ask in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and take our Bibles and turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. And this is Sunday school. So uh, let me encourage you, and by the way, this is a great help and encouragement to your preacher, your pastor, that you come ready to receive. You know, it's always good to be prepared. Um, if you send your kids off to school, you don't send them off without anything, right? Uh, you make sure they got a pen and a paper, right? So we're in Sunday school. Uh, it's always encouraging to the, to the preacher when, you, when you're sitting there and you're, you're waiting for the next truth to come uh, uh, come forth behind from behind the pulpit so that you don't want to be a forgetful hearer, and so I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. And then later on, I'll come back and rehearse that. I'll come back and read that. I'll come back and pray prayerfully, consider what has been uh, revealed to me uh, through the preaching of God's Word. Amen? Well, uh, that was free. It uh, didn't cost you anything. But uh, I want to talk to you this morning about considering... Um, six truths uh, to consider about God. Now, so oftentimes uh, we find ourselves in circumstances that are beyond our control. Matter of fact, if the truth be known, most circumstances that we go through are not in our control. It's not a result of our control. Now, we do make choices sometimes, bad choices, that the consequences and the results of that um, uh, certainly we will experience. But Circumstances so oftentimes are way out of our control. We have no control over them. And if we're not careful, because we don't have control over them, we begin to start contemplating that who can help us in this? I can't do anything more than I'm already doing. I've done the very best I can. And if we're not careful, we'll begin to doubt God's ability uh, in in a circumstance. He will always, listen to this very carefully, he'll always give grace uh, to the humble. So if you're going through some difficult times right now, the best thing to do is not question God, but humble yourself before him. Uh, the Bible says that if we humble ourselves before God, God will raise us up. He'll lift us up. He'll strengthen us to go through that which uh, has been many times appointed to us for our good and his glory. Amen. Paul said, uh, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Paul's life was, an, uh, was a, a tremendous, um, tremendous impact for the cause of Christ. I believe today what we need is some lives that may, are making a tremendous impact for the cause of Christ and for the glory of God. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that does not come accidentally. That does not come by tacking God on the end of everything else that we do. That comes by putting God the first and center of our life. Every step of our lives will be focused on God. The Bible says uh, whatever you do, whether it be uh, in uh, uh, eating or drinking, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Boy, every once in a while we just need a wake-up call there as we are being lulled to sleep by our society and uh, so many other things that are taking place today. Um, The coronavirus, uh, it's amazing to me to see how many uh, people are looking to their government for the help 
that it will only come from God. My, my help cometh from the Lord, and so does yours. But so oftentimes we, we fail to consider that very God. So let me just give you uh, six things, and time is, if time permits. Um, one, of the, one of the problems that uh, I'm going to have with preaching is staying within the realm of time. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, when, I, when I think of myself as going long, I'll, I'll run over to Acts where Paul, Paul's account of preaching was long. He, he was long preaching. And I think, well, oh, that's good. I'm, I'm not the only one that has a problem with long preaching. Now, hopefully nobody will fall out of their chair and, and, and on the floor like one, one, of his, uh, one of his listeners did out of the window. But uh, let me just give you six things now concerning, uh, concerning our God. Number one is, He is God. It's amazing how, how many professing believers do not recognize God in their life. And I'm talking about they make decisions without Him. They'll go places without Him. They'll tell people that tomorrow I will do this as if God does not even exist. In many ways, at least in our materialistic society, we will really not even recognize God in our daily lives, our daily activities. And how sad... That is for the believer because that is robbing the believer of a tremendous blessing, and that is this. We have a God, but it isn't us. You see, we are not God, although we want to live our lives as if we are God. Because when we start making decisions without God, without inquiring of Him, without recognizing that God is first in our lives, and we, make, we can make some really dumb choices, can't we? By the way, there are some choices that we can live through with, you know, minimum scratches, but there's other choices that we can make that, I tell you, if you don't make the right choices, you're going to live with that for the rest of your earthly life. The consequences of choices are so, uh, so vitally important we ought not to ever make a choice in a flippant way. We ought to always inquire uh, of God because it will cost us if we don't, and it will cost us more than we really thought it would. Well, He is God. It, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse number 39, know, ye, uh, know therefore this day and consider it in thine heart that the Lord, He is God. Where is He God at? Where does He reign? He reigns in heaven above, as Deuteronomy 4.39 says. The Lord, He is God in heaven above and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Now, I know that there is, a, there is one who is, in, uh, who, is, who is desirous to be God, but unfortunately for him, that position has been filled. And it was filled prior to his creation. Everything that, uh, uh, that we know and see today uh, 
was created except God. God, has, God is no, no created being. You say, well, how do I wrap my head around that, preacher? I don't know, but if you do, let me know. You see, when we were made as a created being, we are because we are created and that we, we didn't ever exist, we have limitations. God, uh, uh, God who is infinite in wisdom and understanding and power and glory, uh, uh, is, there's not going to be two of those. There's only going to be one. And so when we talk about uh, our God, we need, to, we need to first and foremost recognize and consider. In other words, consideration means to fix the mind on to, with a view to a careful examination, to think on with care, to ponder, to study, to meditate on, not just uh, in a casual um, uh, acknowledgement that there's a God, but to, but to seriously give attention to that fact. How do we... How, how, is, uh, how does God confirm himself to his creation? Well, uh, he does so, so obviously uh, through, uh, uh, through his creation, doesn't he? Uh, the Bible says, uh, 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 When I consider the, thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? He made it all. He made you and me. Uh, we are not uh, going to be ever be God. Now, brother, uh, brother, uh, uh, Tull, uh, what's his name? Tull, brother Mike Tull, uh, spoke uh, uh, Wednesday night, and he touched on something that I thought was very, uh, very good. Matter of fact, I was already I was already thinking on that truth, and that is that uh, uh, when when Satan tempted. Uh, Eve in the garden, he used one of the temptations that, uh, that uh, ye shall not uh, die, but ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Let me just ask this question to all of us here. Uh, when we go through the day, do we recognize, do we consider that there's a God in heaven, or, or, or are we going along as if, we are gods. We're making our own choices without considering him. We are, making, we're, we are living our lives as if there is no God. By the way, um, Eve did not see the fruit like she did until after the temptation. It says when she saw the fruit and she saw it like she had never seen it before. Can I just uh, say that to all of us in here that Satan can make sin so lovely, so appealing, that we want it even though it may cost us more than we could ever imagine. Satan is a master at that. And even though uh, we have a new nature... Our old nature still is within our bosom. The old man, that uh, man who is a rebel, that man who desires nothing to do with God or his will or his word. That's why when the alarm goes off in the morning, every one of us love to hear the alarm clock, don't we? 
you believe that one, I have a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. No, no. We are confronted with the flesh the very moment uh, that our eyes open in the morning. I, uh, I always like to use the phrase, five more minutes. Don't you? Five more minutes. What does that mean? I don't want to do it now. I don't, know. I don't want to get up now. I want to... I want to comfort my flesh. I want to pet my flesh. I want my flesh to have its way. And so from the very moment that our eyes open in the morning, as a child of God now, you're confronted with your old sinful nature. I use that just simply because uh, I experience that every day of my life. Um, I used to be one that would get up about 10 o'clock in the morning or later. Uh, God gave me a, a job that now I have to be at work at 6. It's a 50-minute drive, so I have to be up before 5 in the morning. Do you know what? My flesh still kicks and squalls, and it just resists every step. I'm glad I have a wife that gets up before I do. If it wasn't for her, I would probably be late every just about every work day. Uh, my, you know, you would think that after, you know, the older you get, the easier... It would be, right? Uh, young people in here? Sorry. It is worse. The flesh, in spite of, in spite of uh, resisting the flesh, it gets harder and harder. Not, not only do, uh, is it hard when we're young, but it's harder when we get old because our body starts... Uh, deteriorating to a point. Uh, pains begin to grow. Oh, it gives us an excuse now, doesn't it? Oh, boy. I, you know, I'm not sure I can, I can do that because I, I think I'm getting ready to have a pain. And, uh, you know, as we, as we age, it we, uh, becomes the focus of our, of our, um, our conversation. If I went to Brother Keith today, I said, how you doing, Keith? He, he would start talking about something. You come to me and ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you about how I feel. I'm going to tell you about my pains. You know, this is natural, and I'm not going to, but I have a desire to do that. It's on the forefront of my mind because my flesh, uh, my flesh really uh, does so oftentimes dictate uh, uh, to, uh, to me what, I'm go- what I am going to do and what I'm not going to do. But he is, the first thing we need to consider this morning, think upon uh, uh, purposefully, intently, is that God is God. I wanted to preach this morning on God has rights. We never think about that, do we? We like to wave our flag as American citizens. We have rights. The reality of it is, do we? Do we really, biblically speaking, do we really have rights? Yet we so disregard God, and God has rights. Because He's God, He has the right to do some things. He has a right to tell us some things. He has that right. He has the right to deal with us any way he so chooses. He has that right to do that. God did not make a stamp, and then every other man is molded into that stamp. He created every one of us as an individual. There's no two people in here are the same. God will bless one 
in an apparent way more than another. Right? Uh, let me tell you something. God's not fair. God is just. You say, well, yeah, he's fair. I mean, he, he, he sure he's fair. Okay. How many of you all have a new car? Let me see your hands. Oh, you're right in my category. How many of you all have had a new car? Well, see that? God's not fair because I've never had a new car. How many of you all live in a house? Let me see your hands. Well, God's not fair. I don't live in a house. I live in a trailer sometimes, and the other time I live in a doghouse. Um, God is, you know, we could, when you stop and think about fairness, it is, a, it is man's concept. It's not God's. The reason God says not to compare ourselves with others is because we have that concept of fairness. God is always just. A person uh, in the Old Testament, when God refers to uh, uh, the sacrifice, uh, um, uh, uh, the uh, the sacrifice and the blood that was applied to the doorpost, and he talked about uh, uh, those that uh, had more will have uh, will have nothing left over, and those that that uh, do not have enough, they'll not lack. You know, one thing we can always be certain of: God will always meet our need. Not our greed. So what's our what's what what is our relationship uh, in this life to God? We need to consider, recognize, acknowledge, and live by the reality that He is God and we are not. Well, if the quicker we can get that into our minds and our hearts, the more we will be in line with His will. We're going to talk about prayer in the afternoon service today, and uh, I really hope that you can come. I believe it would change your life if you could get a hold of this truth. And um, prayer, uh, our uh, our lifeline to God. Yeah. Uh, number one, He is God. What well, the, the one of the truths that we need to consider seriously is that God is God. Number two, and that He made it all. He didn't. There's nothing that uh, uh, that we see today. Uh, that is not been made by God. Gen- Genesis one one says, "In the beginning, God created." John one one says, "In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made." Uh, w- when we talk about His creation. You know, the, the psalmist uh, talked about when I consider the heavens, thy, uh, uh, the, the, uh, thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Well, how, how, when, we talk about, when, we can, when we talk about our considering of God, uh, so oftentimes God is as big as we see him to be. Do you know one of the blessings of his creation is we can we can get a, uh, at least a small glimmer of just how big God is through his creative work. Uh, let me just give you some information here. How big is our universe? It takes a beam of light, 700 million miles per hour, over a 100,000-year uh, year span to cover the distance of the Milky Way. Now, I don't know who come up with them mathematical uh, numbers. He's, he's, uh, working on, he's working on a level that I would not be able to do. Uh, but 
It would take, according to this scientist, 700, uh, 100,000 years traveling at 700 million miles an hour. That's faster than I can run. To cover the Milky Way. That's pretty big. You know, God has to be bigger than that. Right? Um, if the sun were hollow, 1,300,000 Earths could fit inside. That's a pretty big sun. God has to be bigger than that. In the, uh, the star Ant- Antares could hold 64 million of our, sun, of our suns. That's, and that's just the known uh, biggest star. That's only what man has discovered in all of the years we've been here. They developed a lens that could see farther uh, than, uh, than the human eye can see. And they've discovered that there is a star, Antares. I don't know if that's the proper pronunciation. A-N-T-A-R-E-S. A-N-T-A-R-E-S. It can hold 64 million of our suns. In the constellation of Hercules, there's a star which could hold 100 million stars the size of Antares. Pretty big. I wouldn't want that star rolling on me. I would not live to tell the story. And yet, how oftentimes we limit God and in our view of God is so small. We, have a, we get a little bump in the road in life and all of a sudden we're at, we're at almost wit's ends uh, because, first of all, it came on us because of we have no control over it. And if we can't control it, how do we expect God to? Well, he is a whole lot bigger than we realize sometimes. Matter of fact, as we walk through life, I'm afraid if we don't stay close enough to the Lord, we're going to limit him to a point where he is just mere man. Our earth is spinning about a thousand miles an hour. Psalm 147, verses 4 and 5 says, He telleth the number of the stars, he calleth them all by their names. Pretty smart God. His vocabulary is a little larger than mine. Could you name, could you place a name on every star? By the way, um, all that we have in the scriptures and in the book of Genesis about stars is on the on the uh, on on the days of creation is and he says and he made the stars also. That's it. Well, that took a lot of words to describe his creation. God is so, such a powerful being that he spoke those things into existence. He is all-powerful. He, he has the ability to do so. Job 26, verse 7, He stretched out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Pretty incredible. God's incredible. How small is the universe? Not, not only is uh, we, we see through creation uh, how big God is, that nothing is too hard for Him. But we also see in His creation how detailed He is. 
Do you know our members are written in a book, the Bible says? That not just a series of uh, organs that he places and puts a stamp on, this is man. But it's referring there to individuals. In other words, God has recorded my members, my design in a book. I'm unique. You, many of you can say, yeah, I know. You're kind of, you're kind of odd. You're kind of strange. Well, um, when we consider uh, just how great God is, that God made man on an individual level, on an individual basis, that no two people are the same. No two people uh, agree on everything. And all of them, you know, uh, and Baptists can say, oh, yeah, I know that. You get two preachers in a room more than five minutes and you've got, you've got doctrinal division, you know. Uh, we can't hardly agree on anything. The, we can agree, but we are different. We need to understand that each and every one of us are individuals. There's no stamp. In other words, there's no cure-all for our, for our diseases. That man right now is looking for a cure-all for COVID-19. I'll guarantee you it's not going to work for everybody. Our uh, uh, man has developed uh, throughout the years uh, vaccinations. Do you know that for some, for some that uh, receive vaccinations, it helps, but for others that receive vaccinations, it creates serious, if not fatal, problems. Uh, there have been scores of records of people dying because they were injected with a vaccine. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Because we're different. We, res we respond differently. Um, some uh, of us need uh, a little bit more propping up than others. Some of us are, have more faith than others. And it's not because God is issuing uh, uh, this person a certain amount of faith and this person less faith. It just means that that person believes God. It doesn't take as much for him to place his faith and trust in God. Uh, it reminds me of the, uh, of the captain uh, of, of, uh, of, the, of his soldiers that sent to Jesus uh, uh, to come uh, to heal his daughter, and uh, and so he 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 started going there, and the captain sent word said it's not necessary for you to come. You, you don't you don't need to come here. If you'll just speak the word only, I know that my daughter will be healed. You see, I'm a man under authority. So he he had no problem wrapping his head around. Uh, the reality that God would heal his, his daughter. Yet we find others that begged the Lord to come and heal. They, had, they, had, they felt like they had to have Christ there in order for their, their child or their loved one to be healed. We're all different. We're all unique. It would take 25 trillion protons laid side by side to span an inch. All the material in the universe consists of atoms, which are made up of protons and neutrons and electrons. And if, uh, if uh, 
the, well, the protons and neutrons within the nucleus of an atom are held together with a density of one billion tons uh, per square inch, which is around 40 pounds of energy between each proton. Somebody stumbled across the idea that you could split an atom, and what happened? We we did we it was very it was very uh, uh, influential in in ending a war, wasn't it? But the reality of it is, no one gave credit to the one who should have given, been given the credit. Uh, in uh, in Colossians, listen to this: For by him, verse one, or, or verse sixteen, chapter one, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, uh, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. In other words, uh, they are, the, there is an adhesive there. That, uh, uh, that is held together by the power of Almighty God. Somebody stumbled across the fact that if I split an atom, it's not going to make two atoms. It's going to make a huge explosion. Boy, how they harnessed the power of, I don't know how many atoms it took to uh, create the atomic bombs uh, uh, that were used in Japan. But I tell you what, when those two bomb, after those two bombs were dropped, uh, the emperor of Japan said, we, d we surrender unconditionally. You, you write out the uh, commands and dictates to uh, what, what you expect for us in our surrender. They did not make any, uh, 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 any plans. Uh, they didn't say, okay, if you, will, uh, if you will agree to these plans, we'll surrender. No, it was an unconditional surrender because of some atoms that were split and the power of those atoms released. You know, there's coming a day, and by the way, I believe in the Big Bang. How many of y'all believe in the Big Bang? Nobody's raising your hand? What do you think I'm talking about, the Big Bang Theory? Oh, no. No, there's another Big Bang coming, and it's not a theory, it's a reality. When the heavens and earth will, shall melt with fervent heat, God is going to, there is going to be a big bang. And it's going to literally change everything. Oh, I believe in it. Man has concocted the, this idea that everything that we see has, has come about without God. That's their explanation by an explosion I've never heard of such nonsense in my life. How you could take, uh, uh, how you could take a firecracker, uh, a big one, put it in a barrel, and then and then just put pieces of materials in there, and light it and let it explode, and it make something of a design. You know, I have a watch. There's a designer. This did not come about by an explosion. This came about by an in intelligent person. I'm glad for a watch. For many years, I got rid of my watch because I had my cell phone. I hate a cell phone more than I hate a watch. I do. I hate that thing. I would love to... You know, uh, years ago in the old westerns, you know, you checked in your gun at the door. I like, I like for us to check our phone in at the door. 
It's a great distraction, by the way, to the Word of God. Amen. I know that's very popular, so let's move right along. Psalm 100, verse number 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that made us and not we ourselves. We are, no one is self-made. You hear, the, you hear the phrase, oh, He's a self-made man. No, He's not. He didn't make Himself. He may have, had, uh, he may have uh, encountered some opportunities and, and, uh, and some uh, perhaps even privileges along the way. But he didn't make himself. God made us. God made, makes all of us uh, from the very first to the very last man and woman. It is God who makes us, no one else. Well, I've got, uh, I've got four more here, and so uh, we're going to stop. But uh, let me just read them to you. Uh, we ought to uh, consider his great doings for us in 1 Samuel 12:24, as, uh, as Samuel uh, uh, preaches to uh, to Israel as they after they have asked for a king and uh, he says to them only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart and consider how great things God uh, how great things he hath done for you he number four uh, we need to consider his chastening toward us uh, we we uh, we need to consider his chastening he chastens us because of our relationship to him we are his sons and daughters uh, we, uh, Deuteronomy 8, 5 and Hebrews 12, 8, uh, uh, there's a purpose for his chastening. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 12, uh, whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. That's his purpose, to correct us. Uh, we're going in the wrong direction. He's wanting to turn us in the right direction. By the way, that's what all discipline in a home should be for, right? It shouldn't be for uh, to unleash our anger. That's abuse. That's child abuse. That's why we have so much child abuse today. Because no one knows proper correction for a child. God knows. And let me tell you something. His spankings can really sink down deep in our hearts, right? To a point where it can turn us. Then uh, his motive for chastening, and that is it, and that is this, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. That's his motive for chastening. If you're a child of God, if you have ever, ever experienced chastening, uh, it is not because he was angry. It was because he loves us. He's not going to let us go in our sin. He's going to, in loving, in a loving manner, chasten us. He doesn't, he doesn't overdo it, but he does it thoroughly. He doesn't do like David when he was when the when the scenario was proposed to him about the uh, uh, about the, the the person that owned all the sheep and he went and stole the uh, sheep from. Uh, the only sheep from the, his neighbor, David said, well, he ought to be killed. Uh, that's what we're doing. It. You don't find that in the Scriptures. We find, we find uh, in the law how, how a person that's caught uh, stealing something, what they're to do. They're, they're to restore fourfold. Uh, nothing, to do with, nothing to do with losing their life because they stole. Amen. By the way, that's a good uh, uh, application today for, for, gun, for gun owners. Don't kill somebody if they steal something from your house. That you have no right to do that. Amen. I'm getting a little bit deeper here. Um, his chasing towards us, his great doings for us. We need to consider his sufferings for us. Number five. The Bible says in Hebrews 12:3, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Our Lord Jesus' ministry was filled 
with contemptible people that did not want him to continue his ministry, did not want to hear the truth, that uh, resorted to, uh, to slander, to lies, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, trying to keep others from coming to him. Uh, religion, by the way, uh, so oftentimes is more of an enemy than a blessing, uh, more of an enemy than a friend when it comes to uh, Christianity. It's always good to have discipline, but it's never good to trust in discipline. It's never good to trust in works, but uh, we, we, we certainly understand that Jesus Christ suffered for us. He suffered for us uh, in this earthly life. He suffered on the cross of Calvary for our sins and because of his suffering, and if we are to walk like Christ, we are going to experience sufferings in this world. Romans uh, chapter um, uh, chapter 8, I believe it is, uh, the sufferings of this present time. The whole entire world is suffering because of sin. Uh, every every living thing is, is, is directly or indirectly uh, feeling the pains of sin, the dread and the fear of animals is a result, a painful result of the sin that came upon, uh, that came on uh, through Adam and Eve. There's a fear and dread. That's why you can't walk up to a wild animal. You see, you walk up to a wild animal unless they're mad. Uh, they're going to run as fast as they can, right? Um, what is that? Why is that? We always, we're always trying to tame them. You can't tame them. They're wild. We call it wild. You're not, it's dangerous to try to tame a wild animal. Why? Because in them is the fear and dread of man. You hear the horror stories of somebody ha- you know, having, raising a wild animal. You know, they'll raise these boa constrictors. The next thing you know, they're, they're dead. The boa constrictor wrapped around them. It's not because they loved them so much. Some of these knotheads uh, will raise lions. You know, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos where lions turned on their trainers, on their owners, and had them for lunch. Why is that? Because there's a fear and dread that was placed in them as a result of sin. Well, I got to stop. Number six uh, is uh, uh, we need to consider his prayers for us. He is. He's our intercessor, isn't he? He's our mediator. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, and men, the man Christ Jesus. Considering him, you know, we, we spend more time considering God than considering our problems. We'll have a better understanding of our problems and how we can, how we can respond uh, through those problems, how we can focus through those problems. Problems are still problems, but they need not to be bigger than they are. And when we lose sight of God, guess what happens? Problems become mountains. And mountains are uncrossable so many times in the mind of a, of a, of a believer and an unbeliever. I've got to stop there. Father, thank you for your blessings, your goodness and grace, your word, your truths that we find. Thank you for who you are. You're all, you are our God. You made us. You created us. It is, it is you that has made us. No one here has made themselves. We have that, not that power. A created being cannot have that kind of power. 
we're thankful that, Lord, uh, because you are our creator and our savior, that we will spend all eternity with you, the one who loves us, the one who has saw fit to allow us into your presence for all eternity. We're so very grateful, very privileged, very honored. May you receive all the glory from our lives. May we submit ourselves uh, under your mighty hand that, Lord, you would uh, uh, take us and use us as you see fit. Bless our time uh, in the next hour to follow. We pray that you'd be honored and glorified through all that's said and done here today. In Christ's name, amen. All right, we have a few more minutes, about 10 minutes uh, before 11 o'clock.